Warning, the conversation in this podcast are the thoughts of my own and the thoughts of my guest speakers. Tonight, we have Mr. J and another guest speaker, Raj. All of these thoughts Hello. are a combination of our own. So please take them with a huge grain of salt. Back to the show. Nowadays, life is intertwined with technology. Let's figure it out. Welcome to Life, Tech, and Sundry. Previously on Life, Tech, and Sundry. Started off at 70%. As an investor, because I know that after they had made that announcement, the stocks for Pfizer went up. Um, mm -hmm. As an investor, uh, when should be like a good time to like say, okay, maybe I should start putting money into into the, these companies' stocks into biotech, for example. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, um, sure, I can uh, definitely. So, a uh, biotech company uh, when it is listed on the uh, stock exchange, generally these companies are there because they have one molecule, one compound, or they're just trying to monetize one specific thing. And now, back to the show. And then there's monetizing it through going the various FDA regulations, which are the phase one, two, and three trials. So, and in each phase, essentially, I think by the time you get to phase three, you're doing these things called double blind tests. And you're basically getting very close to getting the permission if your data is good from the government to say you can now go sell it and this entire process costs a lot of money yeah. and what usually yeah. ends up happening is that when companies are getting good phase two data so this is you know before phase three data large players will actually come in astrazeneca pfizer and they will pair up with this company and say we'll help you license it we'll get you uh, will help you distribute this medicine through the entire, uh, you know, um, medical ecosystem. And so it's usually around phase two when, uh, as a normal investor, you may start understanding because at phase one, you're kind of guessing. You may have the understanding of the science, but you don't know if that medicine is going to pass through the various clinical trials. And, um, there's an entire set of uh, investing in the stock market called biotech investing, where a lot of smart people, people with PhDs and uh, medical degrees are hired by these various hedge funds to analyze the data and try to get ahead of the crowd, so to speak. Um, so, yeah. so to answer your question, it's going to sound silly, but you don't know when it's the right time. Because, for example, when Novavax... Um, you know, because of the uh, pandemic issue, uh, their stock, I think, was trading around two or three dollars a share. And now it's like near two hundred dollars a share. That's because that they had some technology. They had they were able to get this through the phases and then each subsequent phase, the stock rose and then eventually it, it is where it is. So uh, to give you a, you know, I, I've spoken here at length here, but the runabout answer is that you need to be able to understand is this product going to get to the street, meaning our hospitals, physicians, etc., going to be able to prescribe it? And then second, 
or the first question before that is that is this particular compound medicine going to be able to pass those tests so that's where you have to do research okay 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 because it always it always surprises me like when something like that happens where they announce that they have this new breakthrough and then all of a sudden the stock just goes up for that maybe for like not like a long period of time but for that quick that quick spike is what everybody's trying to get for okay this is the time if you're one of the few lucky people to have that has it okay time to sell something and then once it goes down um you do your next decision correct and then the idea is why the stock spikes is that it's good news because that means that this company will eventually start making money it's going to be able to sell or monetize the product and therefore its future earnings should go up and then if future earnings are going up the idea is that the valuation of the company is going up yeah so in may so in a super 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 simple way basically the stock market is people voting with their wallets and that they believe in what the company is doing um like super simple super simple it's they are no marcus it's hard for me to uh and not trying to be nitpicky here um so you're voting with your wallet but you necessarily may not have correct inside information that's so that's the gamble yeah yeah so it's hard for you to say that you know what i know because if you know you know what are you going to do you're going to bet the house you're going to uh take money out of the bank get a mortgage and invest because you're going to make more money in the stock market yeah but the risk is you don't know and yeah. um so so that you know hence the term speculation or investing for the long haul and there are ways to think about that but um so i don't is that a fair answer yeah, yeah no no it yeah. is because this is me being a super super un not knowing what the market is this is me like a, a hot take if you will for yes. m- my understanding of the of the entire thing it's yeah it's absolutely it's a hot take you know you're you're buying into the latest fad you know maybe those jeans look real nice but six months later that you know skinny jeans are out (laughs) there we go uh, yes all the money you spent you know has gone down the drain yeah yeah so what everyone should always take is like okay understand the fad but recognize i mean maybe you know buy in when there's a fad but understand that there's a longer haul and a longer a longer game being played because like my generation and yes. some people from a little bit older than me yeah. are are living in the internet and everything goes fast yes. fast 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 Correct. in the internet and we must understand that it takes five years even 10 years to see results yes. and in the stock market in the equity markets earnings that means that can you make money that's the oxygen that keeps a stock moving up if yeah. you can't sell your stuff it's a wrap yeah. you're done for yeah but so yeah, I, can, I can only i can only imagine like someone as a data scientist someone be able to create like a model that can a 10-year roughly model. no like a model that can roughly predict um Sorry. how the stock market is going to do then that would be something very valuable because like oh, imagine so that, like, that like person, he says, like, uh-huh. uh, do you guys have time? Like, should I, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't want to monopolize. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, down. I'm down. This is our thoughts. Okay. I mean, are you okay with it? Also? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm, so I'm, I'm uh, your there's a uh, perfect two ninety nine place. Uh-huh. Um, there. No, it's free. Don't. Not, nothing to sell here. Um, so in um, 
there's a wonderful company. Uh, it's called Renaissance Technologies. And they are a uh, hedge fund. They invest money for other rich people and other institutions, as well as the people who work within the fund are given the chance to invest with them. So the lore of this company is strictly a data science story is that these guys are returning like 45 to 50% a year on four to $5 billion of investable capital. So you can imagine, you know, the insiders of this company are generating about $2 billion a year that's split up between all the people who are invested in the fund. And this company as to when you look at who it's hired, it's entirely a non-finance background family. It's physicists, anthropologists, it's uh, statisticians, astronomers, uh, <laughs> some people from biotech. And what they're doing is they're trying to come up with different modeling techniques. And they're saying that, can you try to look at the market from a different way and use your you know, background in your field, for example, and see if we can find some correlation with all the big data that they have. So, um, so they are a, it's just, you know, I would look it up. It's called Renaissance Technologies. And then uh, it would be worth exploring and reading it some more on them. And that will give you an idea as to what's happening out there in terms of uh, the mathematical power of uh, the wealth that can be generated if you understand what's happening. They oh, take wow. reading the tea leaves to the next level. Yeah, I guess. No, so but like, yeah. what I was trying to go into is like, I guess like someone like of that power, but it's like, because um, I know that um, models out there, like, I mean, more specifically, like a, like a model, for example, that can, for the autonomous driving, that mm -hmm. your car can drive uh, yes. by itself. So essentially creating, um, a computer model of of how the stock market is going to play and of course it needs data so having people with these different background background input the data and the model can say oh this is how it could be and it could be like something as high like a 70 percent accuracy um can help predict it a little bit um so i will uh, i hope this you find this fascinating if, if you get to you know 10 Fifteen percent accuracy. Uh, you will become the uh, richest man since Midas. Um, oh wow! Because the That's the market, <laughs> uh, because the market itself is a dynamic instrument. So what's happening Richard is who, that. Sorry? Oh, really? uh, than you who? know that uh, um, uh, that um, you know Midas, the Greek king. You know he touched things and it became gold. Yeah, My. Midas touched. Yeah. Midas yes. touch. Damn, what? In the Midas touch, yes. So uh, so my point being is that you don't even have to be that precise in your guesstimation and your analysis uh -huh. because the market is dynamic. So when you have data that's analyzing what's happened in the past six months, six days, six hours, it's fundamentally shifting over time. So how does your algorithm uh, align for the changes in the data flow? How does the algorithm align with changes in the structure? Meaning there may be good news, but there may be bad news. And um, so there's a lot of stuff that goes into this. Um, and some of it is definitely above my understanding as well. Um, but the net net is that if you can figure out a way to handle the changes of the market, you know, that person is going to be a, uh, a historical superhero. 
Oh wow! Because like, yeah. Because I think back to like, um, to like I said, autonomous driving. It has to be yeah. as accurate as it can be. So some of these models can be like eighty or ninety percent as yes uh, accurate. Because you know you don't want the car to swerve out of the road. Not at you all. You want it yes. to stay in his lane. So that's what I think of. Because like typically we reach for those type of numbers, where it's like seven, yes. above fifty at the very least. Um, yes. So I think that, that's, you know, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, if you use your math, if you can find a correlation factor, like even in like 0. 0.4.5, and then you can figure out when to execute and when not to execute, you're doing pretty good. And uh, on on my side, on the engineering side, for the yeah, safety and factor, you take us to space with that data. Yes, yeah. for the for the safety factor, uh, it yeah. has to be at least both for uh, energy efficiency. Seventy percent mm -hmm. is your Almost. most efficient level of uh, output versus production, in my wow. experience. And then in um in mechanical engineering, has to be seventy five percent generally. Amazing. And that makes sense because in the real world, the conditions are dynamic, uh, but kind of known, right? Like we know what the stress factor variable of a piece of iron bar is, I guess. Or we know mm -hmm. when the car is zipping through space, you know, how much that cloud is going to affect the LiDAR or what have you. Um, but in the market, it could be what happened to those uh, fellows at Wall Street Bets, right? How many people predicted that a bunch of 20 year olds will join up in a union and go a buy union? stock <laughs> magic word union <laughs> <laughs> yes and, uh, it's a very sorry. powerful thing yeah so uh so it's just That's how we met. <laughs> and it, it is this internet thing is a thing so um yeah so i i you know for off uh what do you call it uh off podcast basically I would recommend that you get into and read a little bit about the financial algorithms and other data sets so you'll understand that you don't have to be that precise. You have to have a correct or a predictive correlation. That's the key. Um, you don't have to be correct all the time. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, that's uh, today I learned. Up. Yeah. Because like from the engineering side, like, oh, you have at least at least a yeah. minimum of, uh, like I said, 75 percent safety. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, in, yeah, I heard with Josue with um, machine learning. Can you equivalent to that? Uh, for for the like for my classes, my deep learning models, typically they ask deep for learning. like uh, 80 to 85. Yeah, accuracy. which is higher than mine. Yeah, I mean, but it makes more sense because my cases were i guess more real like identifying uh what a well what a what species of animals is or identifying what traffic sign is it because you don't want to say like it's a it's a yield sign but in reality it's a stop sign yeah and versus mine bad. and versus mine let's say uh normally we would also work with concrete and all those things let's say that uh the highway uh the speed limit is uh 65 legally they did that you know for for uh general purposes but theoretically it could go up to three times higher but mm -hmm. nobody's going to be running 180 miles an hour constantly on those roads <laughs> and considering it might rain it, it could rain it could snow people could be drunk and all those things generally you bring it down to like 60 miles an hour or 70 but theoretically in theory it could handle up to 180 uh, and all those things. But 
we deal like okay if if your iron breaks at uh, steel specifically breaks at a thousand pounds per square inch let's mm -hmm. keep let's keep everything in our parameters 700 pounds per square inch gotcha yeah but now nice. for making money it's the opposite the opposite is true <laughs> if you have like a 15 percent yield consistently consistently <laughs> yep. you're, you're you're awesome <laughs> roughly speaking but yes absolutely man uh so, Marcus. Next okay. Next. Oh, next topic. Next topic on the doc. Uh, on the document. Okay. Because I forgot which one we were in. Well, uh, CRISPR. Oh yeah, yeah. Number four. Now we're gonna do number four. Number four. Calculation. Calculations show humans can't contain super intelligent machines. Open quote. In a new study, researchers from Germany's Max Planck's Institute for Human Development say they've sh uh, they've shown that an, an artificial intelligence in the category known as super intelligent uh, super intelligent would be impossible for humans to contain with competing software. That doesn't sound promising, but are we all doomed to uh, to bow down or bend the knee, if you will, to our uh sentient ai overlords berlin's institute for human development studies how human learn and how we subsequently build and teach machines to learn a super intelligent ai is one that exceeds human intelligence and can teach itself new things beyond human grasp it's the phenomenon that uh, chases that causes a great deal of thought and research. The Planck, the Planck Press release points out in superintelligent AIs already exist in some capacities. There are already machines that perform certain important tasks independently without programming fully, uh, programmers fully understanding how they learned it. Study, uh, study co-author Manuel Cibrian uh, explained. The question uh, therefore arises whether this could at most point become uncontrollable and dangerous for humanity. Mm -hmm. Mathematicians, for example, use complex machine learning to help solve outliers from famous uh, from famous proofs scientists use machine learning to come up with new candidate molecules to treat diseases yes much of this research involves some amount of quote unquote brute force solving the single fact that computers can race through billions of calculations and shorten these uh, problems from decades or even centuries to days or months. Read more at uh, popularmechanics.com. Dot com. Forward slash. Nah, that's okay. <laughs> but yeah. So I want to say basically calm down, but at the same time, 
should we even be worrying about it? Because humans, you know, we worry about AI as a, as a form of humans to pres preserve our existence. Meanwhile, AIs don't really have to pass that genetic information like we do. That's my entire premise. Like, yes, calm down. But at the same time, we're thinking about it as a survival species. That's all. That's my statement. What, oh. what say you, uh, Raj and Jos uh, Josue? Uh, okay, so for me, um, I am looking at this from because I've been thinking about this for a minute. I, um, I I look at it a little bit differently from a cultural point of view, and um, the idea being that perhaps we are overthinking the problem. Maybe like let's get there, and then we kind of understand some of these things because we're assigning a lot of kind of human characteristics to. Um, how the AI is performing now the uh, I think there was a recent case out of Google where you know essentially the thing was becoming racist right it was uh, <laughs> oh yeah uh, Twitter also did an AI uh, quote unquote AI yeah so but that is a problem of data input and what the data actually looks like so uh, for uh, Jay there you know how do you clean the data to fix it and i guess that's a human thing and maybe you can program the computer but i i don't know if we should be spending so much energy worrying about if the ai is going to come kick us out of our house or stuff um that i think that fun. takes away from the actual discussion of you know what is happening in front of us and how can we you know benefit from it it sounds like there's survival <laughs> or preservation of <laughs> it sounds like the ai is going to be the next tax collector Basically, yeah, right. yeah. there's a <laughs> the company trying to do. Yeah, they're trying to develop an AI legal court judge, so to speak. Like when you have small arguments, you can instead of going in front of a judge or a arbitration panel, you present your case to the AI machine mm -hmm. and that's, it will rule never, for you. That's never a good idea. <laughs> so, so um, I guess from my standpoint, because I can, mm -hmm. I've seen how these things run. Um, yeah. It's it's very hard to to give it to give an AI like certain certain characteristics, I guess you can say. Um, so you 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 can try to make an AI quote unquote fair, but the definition of fair for them can vary depending on how the data is presented. Yes, because um, I've seen I've seen these things. Um, be very very um i've seen some cases where they were racist i've seen their cases where they don't value life at all um <laughs> that's not something we should uh <laughs> that's something you should be worried about but not yet not yet um but like as far as something as they categorize as super intelligent we're <laughs> we're, we're very far from something like that at least for now um Right now, and I think I've even told told Marcos here is like a lot of times. One of, one of the big problems with AI is that you can you can't program emotions. So like love, yeah. uh, hatred, all all of that stuff. And because of that, their decisions can logically make sense, mm -hmm. but morally will sometimes be the worst decision possible. Sure. Um, like for example, you know, saving. Uh, saving a group. Yeah, or I was gonna say like saving like a group of kids, but you have to kill a kid. 
<laughs> right. It's like, I understand. Yeah. The, it's like, no, yeah. we don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I guess you could say is like, we're, we're not there where they can be super intelligent. They can learn, like AI can learn that that's, that's, um, and that's a really big thing for us nowadays. That's where, um, <laughs> I like mention this a lot, uh, autonomous cars or your, your Google assistant. I mean, you, you did studies on that. So I feel like you have a lot of insight on this. That's why. No, yes. But like that, that's, that's just like, that's as far as you can be. Like, for example, um, I did a project where I had to, I was given a set of pictures of cats and dogs. And what I had to do was um, identify what breed of uh, cat or dog it was. And I would tell it, uh, what are available to me and mm -hmm. for it to predict now <laughs> every now and then uh, it wouldn't predict right like it will give me it could give me like a dog uh, breed but it was a cat um so as far as for like a super intelligent um ai that can exceed human intelligence um it's, it's very far <laughs> and like like uh like Raj said it's it's overcomplicating a problem and for me to take it even further it's like we're not even there yet the thing can barely walk by itself <laughs> that's right now now do you get scared when you see the uh that um boston dynamics robots doing dances and that that dog thing they've created i get excited uh, <laughs> yeah i get excited too the only problem is that like when it starts running over things that's not supposed to Okay, right, um, <laughs> we're seeing the edited video huh? No, yeah. yeah and like um yeah. i don't know if you remember this was pretty recently but i'm talking about like a year or two back they had uh a robot i forgot what it was called but it was like oh it was looked to be like a female robot and the twitter one no not the twitter one it's a different one and like i remember one of the the questions were like it was something to do with like survival of the human race and their their options are the thing it chose was to uh erase like some sort of like a thanos type i think i think, I think, I'm, I think. I'm, yeah or to cure to kill people essentially to to get rid of the problem and people were like oh oh no <laughs> oh no yeah i'm in danger um, no yeah but it was just it was not an actual decision because AI like uh, AI doesn't like I guess remember past situations um it can start learning as time progresses but like say it made one decision and we're on to the next one it won't really like recall back okay what I made before um unless you're like the only algorithm I can think of that can do that is like pathfinding algorithms um so like stuff for like uh Google Maps because you you want to know the the quickest path possible sure. and yeah, for, yes. in order to do that you have to go back a little bit sometimes um but as far as for like yeah. but as far as for like um i guess things that. going by itself yeah uh, it tends not to look at this path sometimes so like uh, would it be fair to say then the stuff that you know the tesla car or autonomous vehicles are doing that is then not AI. That's just a 
program that's learning from all the past data to understand the limitations of the road and the things is 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 that a rough way of thinking about that yes that's actually the most accurate way of thinking about it by no means um and like i've told mark before we we're not we're not there if you like were to consider ai AI, how, yeah how i always i've always called it like pseudo ai well, how close so, it's 100 being ai what percentage are we there in your opinion uh, like 40 30 around there damn okay. because when yeah. i think of i think of ai you think completely self-aware and self-autonomous so meaning like like a human like a human being um so like, like a regret. I guess you could say, um, but like if you place uh, a person or like, let me let me bring up like a good uh, a game I recently started going to. I've never heard of like The Forest. Um, it's this like sur- survival based game where you're stuck on an island and basically your goal is to. Um, well, actually, no, it doesn't even matter. The goal, But basically, you're surviving out there um, doing what you can to you know keep yourself hydrated keep yourself full um surviving natives and yes if it, without without really any help at all it's all mm. on your own there is <clears throat> there is no like algorithm or ai that can uh do things on its own it needs past uh it needs data it needs yeah. like hints and all that to be guided into the right direction um so that's what I think. And even like, even as something as common as like Google Assistant, I think yeah. it's more of like, if the person says this, respond with that. Sure. Now, if you uh, looked at the KDP thing, or excuse me, not the, uh, the Alexa skill set builder that they have on there, that's all it is. It's a bunch of if and then uh, statements. Oh, loops. Yes. Yeah. The if and else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And like even stuff like, Oh, that's not how you pronounce my name. That could be fixed. Yeah. That could be accounted for. If it's like mm-hmm. if if we can't pronounce it the right way, pronounce find out what the right pronunciation is. So may I I also have another two cents beside the yes. calm down. The the there's a backstory in I was in college like 2014, 2013. Uh allegedly a um Twitter had released an AI bought to the world in in their in their twitter twitter uh universe thing like in within 24 hours it identified as a girl that was jewish that was scared that was also a nazi but because (laughs) it was given so much data like uh, it identified itself as an ai and twitter announced it as an ai just give it data and let's see what it does within 24 hours it did, it did all that because it, it over it got over overwhelmed or given on negative data because we all know how the internet is it can be mean it could be positive like but we, you you and i did raj we reached out and you know absolutely yes. reached out through the ether and we're here but mm-hmm. this is a good example but you know if if people want to be malicious through yes. anonymity they'll be as malicious as they want doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're a man or a woman it's it's if you give them an inch, they'll take a mile if they have yeah. they, they want to be negative. And in regards for survival and the emotion parts, the thing that separates us right now versus algorithm, I've had this personal like I am with my parents specifically right now with quarantine. 
that oh let's let's have a, a game plan for the day right um we have a discussion like a democracy and then mm-hmm. comes in my brother and he he's like i'm i'm in disagreement till this point and today literally happened what percentage of 100% being agreements and zero be, um one to five being in agreements and one being in disagreements are you in my dad interjected right away that's now how it's applied um my marcos it's it, that's not relevant that's overthinking it mm-hmm. i'm like but at least i get an understanding how much he's thinking yes and us i i i get like being thrown sometimes about being too technical but that's because of my my life experience and work experience like oh mm-hmm. in a scale of 1 to 5 how satisfied are you or or um how yay or nay how much versus a spectrum and giving it an amount and ais are given that data uh, algorithms right now are given that data but what separates algorithms versus humans is that thing for survival that they want to survive emotions regret those are stop gaps those are what would you say are um a recall systems for us to ooh I shouldn't do this because I'm going to have pain it's going to hinder my survival sure. I have to be friendly with these people because it's going to benefit my survival the the survival mm-hmm. it all ends up at survival I hate these people or I don't want these people because it's going to ruin my survival at the end of the day it has to 100% has to do with our survival I should network more ironically right um Raj you and I we easily could have said no or not even thought about sure. talking but yeah. just because of me being curious i reached out into the internet and got this positive result and i don't regret it i'm happy because i did that and that's another positive recall that i can hopefully uh, cultivate there we go no, no doubt about it and then you learn from your mistakes because eventually you know regardless of uh you know and not uh, reference to our specific uh, conversation but there could be you know some guy or some person who just wants to screw with you know someone's podcast and come on as a guest just to make things go bad internet troll and uh, yeah a troll yes so that you know you have this ability to lean back on hey i've had a few good experiences or um or you maybe even have a hope for a good experience right that could lead you to do something which the ai would definitely say Nope, the risks don't make sense. Never ever go back on Reddit and it's over. Mhm. But yeah. So everything mm-hmm. as a human right now for super quote unquote super intelligent would back off to our own survival and preservation yes. of our species versus an AI doesn't have to worry about its preservation. If it truly is intelligent like in the movie with um the Avengers uh, versus yes. Ultron, it has to worry about its preservation. Oh man, if you don't let me jump in for one quick second. So, guys, there's some podcast so obviously I don't remember the name now, but you know, they do like theater and drama and one of their short stories that still lingers with me is a lady is answering the phone and she's talking to the other person on the phone and they're basically saying I want to cancel my cable. And as this conversation is just being repeated over and over, the uh, podcast hosts show us that these are actually two robots talking to each other but the robot calling in to cancel his um uh his cable service is somehow feeling sad and alone because his owners of the home are dead and they end the podcast with these two machines talking to each other because the phone call is programmed 
not to hang up on the cable person and whenever the cable person or excuse me whenever the caller says i don't want cable it's supposed to offer some type of a deal to keep the person on the line wow. and the robot calling in knows that so he never says yes to any of the offers and at the end of the episode they say how long have you been talking and the uh cable lady says we've been at this for 927 years so uh the idea being that these two robots were just interacting with each other in just a loop wow. and you know all of civilization has come and gone but they're still trying to uh you know they're stuck in that loop i like it i like the premise <laughs> that's that's that an anime like, uh... yes uh have you heard about uh uh what's the second gig what's the name um i was gonna say like that sounds like an infinite loop which is a really big problem programming yeah the the oh no no what is is it the oh no oh the big oh notation yeah the big oh no notation oh no then that no then that would be infinite that's bad you never so, want to so go it, infinite infinite loop is you just you don't get out basically is that yes uh, yeah. yeah like it's you stuck in the code i guess and, Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the code is you're not stuck. You easy to say exit. Understood. Right. The decision of the whatever the machine is doing is stuck. Okay. Oh yeah. Well, I hope uh, my dog is barking outside. I, That's okay. I don't know if you guys heard yeah. in the background. Uh, somebody was using a blender. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, I even noticed that. Thank yeah. I, I heard the barking though. Yeah, that's. But okay. I heard like very faint. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like this is a good conversation for part four. Now, number five. Oh no! no. Yes, yes. <laughs> also, you're gonna have to put me, have to bring me back to earth. Let me grab my whip. <laughs> Not even a rope, a whip. Like Indiana yes. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna hold me by my ankle. Don't go. Basically, I'm like you'll float too. Okay, what's out there? The exploration. Uh, the exoplanet sky so far open quote since a giant planet in a in a scorching orbit captured public attention in 1995 a sky full of strange and exotic exoplanets orbiting other stars has only grown richer in variety and detail in explo um in exoplanets sizes a mysterious gap we're also myst uh, mystified by what's out what's not out there between these two sizes ranges size ranges super earth and my minor mini mini, mini um, neptunes seems to be a kind of demographic desert very few planets it's been it's been called the Fulton Gap by B.J. Fulton, a scientist who outlined their absence in a 2017 paper. Fulton, a research astronomer at Caltech, says he's now working to understand to understand why the gap exists and how it might change for planets around different types of stars. Answering many of these questions requires not just 
observing ex exoplanets and their stars, but creating computer simulations, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, models of other planets and other systems. Such, such models are growing in sophistication, represent, uh, representing complex planetary atmospheres or formation scenarios involving migrations of planets towards towards or away from their stars read more at www.exoplanets.nasa.gov forward slash no nasa <laughs> let's keep it at nasa <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean it's just there's no not there's a lot of data but not a lot of interpretation that i mean there's a lot of data and they need more data to create algorithms or to create uh software um models yes. knowledge data data all at the end of the day data is key yes salutations marcos here this is a message to all the listeners out there. There are links in the show notes for our Twitter, email, and even show notes. Any questions or ideas for the podcast can be sent via these links. Now, back to our regularly scheduled podcast. But yeah, and how we interpret it. But still... Uh, personally, like Josue once said, uh, we don't want he does he hopes that it doesn't become um what's the word that you said for the US expanding manifest destiny. And he does he hoped because there was a lot of historically there's been a lot of violence with that mm -hmm. in this country. Absolutely. Now imagine expanding it to outer space or just to our atmosphere with the development of the space force and mm -hmm. competition between countries. But historically in the and with the cold war it was it was unfortunately a cold war uh, the the space race because it was a military race with another country do you think you got you to, to my two guests right now my two speakers do you believe that that race has once again sparked between governments and companies um for for me the answer is definitely yes um or has it ever stopped? And, <laughs> and it's never stopped. And it allows us to, it's so important that we ignore some very nasty parts of our own uh, human condition. Because, you know, yeah. the original NASA is essentially the German uh, Nazi space program. <gasps> You're right. And, oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> and, you know, we brought those uh, men in and we fed them and then we got to the moon and you know as i say the science is awesome the idea of leaving this place is awesome but you know so to do that we we swallow a lot more and we've so to me this is part of the human condition you know getting into space is going to be a thing and uh how we get there that's that's the question we need to start thinking about this it's uh, not sooner it's, than later yeah yeah i think so yeah but what, but what, um, not politics, what ethics, I guess we bring along. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. Um, so our old boy, uh, Elon Musk wants to say, we go to Mars and we make up our own laws. Again, um, another colony. 
Yeah. The answer could be uh, no. And then, you know, just two days ago, I was talking to one of my friends about this. As you know, you guys, uh, are you guys follow The Expanse on uh, Amazon? Have you seen that? I've I've seen bits Tabs. here and there. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So the overall arching story is, you know, Earth, um, I think uh, Mars and then some other uh, planetoid uh, human beings. So we get a bunch of people to Mars and they start acting up. Oh, no. At the end of the day, we have to launch one missile from space. And those guys on Mars are forever beholden to Earth until they somehow are able to develop a counteract and launch something at us. So, you know, any guy who goes to Mars and says, I'm going to make my own laws, I think misunderstands that they have no power on Mars. They only Theoretically have speaking. as much yeah. power as they, they literally can throw their Martian rock. That's it. Yes. yes. <laughs> Versus here, there's been a lot of time. And then mm -hmm. there's a joke, I think, in one episode where uh, a, a, a gentleman can tell what a lady looks like that's not from Earth, the way, but just by the way she walks. And that, yeah. re that reminded me of the 50s with the Cold War, how people could spot Russian spies and vice versa. That's right. That made me kind of sad. But at the same time, that's just part of the territory with humans that the yeah. Russian thing in the US is just one recent incident but historically with uh, what's the the the, the, the um, have your friends close and your enemies closer that's uh, correct uh, there was a an ancient temple in what's the name um okay again sorry I'm gonna reference anime the floating gardens from um from fate the fate series also did you ever see it which one? Wait, Apocrypha? Oh, no, I didn't see that. Okay, so there, uh, this entire series in anime basically revolves about about the, a holy war that um, that they, they um, in this case, Japanese mostly, but they summon heroes, legendary heroes from the past. In some cases, King Arthur, um, Alexander the Great. Oh, Semiramis. There we go. Semiramis uh, from... Uh, I forgot from what nation, but she, uh, she was known as the great poisoner of the of the East in um in Middle Eastern culture, up mm. there with Helen from Tor and Troy with with her beauty, and um mm. and Achilles. There we go. Even Achilles was around in this Spartacus, all those things yes. for anime. Yes. But what I'm trying to say is that there were, espionage is just hand in hand with human with humans, unfortunately, and other yes. animals. It's just. It's just another medium in space, unfortunately. Yeah. That saddens me, but at the same time, I'm trying to be positive. <laughs> no, and it, would it not be fair to say, like, you know, look at our, you know, um, you, know you guys are, um, yeah, I don't know how to classify, you know, but, you know, there's Mexican heritage, I think, uh, that you alluded to. You know, what did the uh, Europe bring to that continent, right? And uh, when we go back to that first article we read, you know, I felt kind of weird because they said that this eagle is from circa 1450, maybe. Yes. So can you imagine, like, now that we obviously know the history, how scary it is that in another 40 years, you know, someone okay. is going to be coming and it's going to end an entire continent of people. That's ominous. That's very scary. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's so scary. So, um so basically, you know, just wanted to uh, add that to that is that, um, well, 
Oh goodness, I lost my uh, train of thought here. What, what, what was your specific? Uh... It's just, it, it just, I'm excited for the future, but I'm at the same time trying to be like, yeah, humans are gonna not, they're not gonna change in this. Yes, they're, thank you. Yeah, they're gonna be being right. That. So the bulk. Uh, excuse me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Right. So the bulk of the condition is the same, right? We're still hungry. There's food. There's hunger, lust, whatever. But we are, I think, sitting here in 2021, a much different human being than we were in 1491 or 1791 or, you know, just in the year 91. So we do get this improvement of who we are as human beings. And that's what space will bring is I don't think these guys can plan just like your AI discussion, Jay. Is <gasps> we, should, we shouldn't be trying to plan. Just let it be. Hmm? Let's oh. deal with it once it happens. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I get pessimistic sometimes, but at the same yeah. time, I, 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 excite, I get excited, but at the same time, pessimistic because of history. <sighs> yeah. Like, um, I don't know if you guys uh, recently I found another video about how Teddy Roosevelt got a Medal of Honor for going to war against Spain back in the mm -hmm. in, er, in the early United States, back in the 50s or 60s. No, mm -hmm. before World no, War. 18. Yeah, bef yeah, before World War One, even. Yes. Yeah, this was the eight. Uh, I, well, maybe not in the 1800s. But 1900s. Let's go with that. 19, very early 1900s. Yeah. yeah. And also got a Nobel Peace Prize for stopping the Russo-Japanese War for moderating. So I'm like, yeah. what? This is, isn't this the sign of the biggest hypocrisy? But at the same time, you know, I, I say cheers because he, he had to live in the thick of war to understand yes. how he can reach to peace. That way he wouldn't be seen as um, hip, uh, hippo. What's the word? In, how do you say the word? Um, I can say hypocrite. it in Spanish. Hypocrite? Yeah, hypocrite. There we go. Because like, I can be I can be saying about peace and all those things, but violence, you know, you, you have to be with you have to be in the thick of it to know, call it out. Say, I did that. I know like it takes one to know one, basically. Mm -hmm. yeah. And that's why, like, at the same time, I understand that there's going to be violence in space, but it's going to have to take people that live in that environment like us over here when uh, the u.s became independent they lived it and they fought for their independence versus up there yeah. they're gonna live in the thick of it they're gonna see that violence i can only speculate over what's going on right now from life to life from your life roger yeah. from from mr j from hostly yeah but it's just <laughs> that i like to talk about this is i like to talk about it and you know hopefully we can we can spread our own experiences with this subject and have fun you know, mm -hmm. teamwork, dreamwork, meme works. Of course, the memes. Always the memes. But yeah, that's that's my that's my uh, my other TED talk. Two From, cents. Yes, my forty-five cents. Perfect. It's going up. I think. Yeah. Yes. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Jose? You got any uh, up a uh, two twenty-five cents? My two quarters. Yes. Uh, I mean, let's see. I forgot what the, the whole question was. Um, the, 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 I, I guess space space exploration, right? Yeah, like um, I'm I'm always looking up into the stars and beyond the moon and all those things. But there's going to be problems, obviously. But it's going to take the people that are living through the problems to solve the problem, not just me. Oh, pretending what's going to happen, being idealistic, and all those things literally me sitting on this back like a 
uh, backseat quarterback. Backseat quarterback? That's what I'm feeling right now for the future. Like, I mean, I mean, for me, like I've, you know, as, as me and Marcos always say, always the 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 realistic part of it and there's going to be problems like as marco said in the for me like for a space exploration you know um greed is is always a big problem in anything like i said before with marco's you know manifest destiny was really yeah uh what <laughs> led us to have this big uh stretch of land we call the united states uh yeah. and then the cost of of you know many unfortunately native americans losing yes losing you know their land and unfortunately now even losing their cultures and people um for for me for like for mars like it's cool if you want to go to mars but colonizing it settling it you know people are going to get greedy and maybe there's going to be people out there that want to take it for themselves um so that that's always like maybe we should like for me is like maybe creating a set of rules before doing anything major over there might be might be a good idea but then it'll become the problem of how can we enforce these laws uh because these yes. are new places no one has been there before and absolutely and yeah and in american history when they um you know were agitating to uh break from britain this was one of their biggest arguments that um you just brought up is that they said how are you able to enforce laws when you are across an ocean and when we need to get things done, it's taking us two, three weeks of, you know, transit via ship. And they that was one of their moral arguments that we're just too damn far to be um, to have you, you know, tell us what to do. And Didn't that then, apply to all its colonies, though? Pardon me? Didn't that apply to, for English, English, uh, England's uh, manner? That's, so that's the beauty of it. Exactly. I was about to say, but of course, we will ignore that when they did every whatever they did in Africa or India or uh, other parts of Asia. Yeah. So it was selective. But this was at least from a Western legal argument. They felt that th they wanted to place that argument. And that was one of the ways that they got uh, Americans agitated enough. Yeah. No, no. Question: What was yeah? Was the the U.S. nowadays was that the first colony to go independent from England? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I don't know the answer to that. That's a Google. Yeah, let's uh, pre or before <laughs> the seven Google. year before the yes. seven year war or after the seven year war war with France. Was there any colonies that became independent and maybe survived? Let's say for for ten years. Yeah. Or something before getting absorbed by somebody else. The, what are the answers here? This is an ambiguous question. Yeah, we need a history person to answer this. Um, because now so that it looks like from history.com, Rhode Island was the first colony to declare independent from independency from England. Oh, but were you speaking so, about a American or like some other country? Global, like, global itself, like well, yeah, because we had the rebellion in Haiti. Yes, so that but that was France, though. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, yeah, I can't answer this question, but that's a wonderful question. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. So according to yeah. Google, it was America to be the first. Uh, I see. Yeah, that broke the shackle, huh? Yeah. Yep. And then yeah, and when did Canada get it? Like, did they just kind of get it with us, or it was much later? I think it might have been much later. Let me see. Yeah. Because Australia or New Zealand, I think, was it? Mm -hmm. Got yeah. it in the Aust 90s, I think. Yeah. 1867 was Canada's 
uh, okay. independence year. Now, I feel like there's another factor to consider because I think my theory right now off the top of my, my hot take is that they've let it become independent with probably France being a big enemy and having a lot of colonies and Spain at that time having a lot of colonies over there in the Americas will probably get absorbed. That's my theory mm -hmm. right, right now, understanding history, because there was a seven year war with France and all. Yes. And on different continents, they had wars. Yes. So if they lost a colony, which admittedly could be a big one, but they still had Australia, New Zealand, Hong Kong, a lot of Africa, uh, entire yeah. India. Yeah. And they were willing to sacrifice a big, a big uh, chunk of land just, you know, because people wanted to be independent. And there was an ocean, a lo logistics matter wasn't that light versus what traveling another ocean or having the Silk Road. They were willing yeah. to risk it, I guess, or to say goodbye. Yep. Go their separate ways. Absolutely. Yeah. I think they figured out that, you know what, this, um, you know. What's the um, word? Something to squeeze? The, the, something is not worth the squeeze. Yeah. Getting that last drop out of the orange, you know, they yeah. said, F it. We don't have enough from America. We'll go elsewhere. And that they did, huh? Um, yeah. And then the entire culture of everyone over here being armed. Mm -hmm. Versus yeah. in every other colony, they weren't armed, right? Or were they also armed? It's, it's like it's like then it came to Marcus's favorite time era, the Wild West. And, oh yeah, I mean that was the culture. That's not the big idea over here in the U.S. That yeah. like since the government of the U.S. didn't have the logistic strength or the military strength, they had to let their own counties be armed and have their own militia be independent. Yeah. But once the army came in, they could integrate. And that's the entire military idea of the United States to be flex. Uh, what is it? Um, flexible, uh, flexible, flexibility, adapt and overcome. That's mm -hmm. the, the motto of, of the military, but because it's based on its history. Now yeah. that I feel like that's another thing that goes to space, that they're going to be flexible. They're, that ideology of being flexible, having boots on the ground, ground, unfortunately, living through it, they'll be able to come up with the solution. It's not going to be the best one. Hindsight, right? Always is always twenty twenty. Yes. I nowadays I feel like the the world is gonna be saying hindsight is two thousand twenty. It's not gonna. That's be, right. It's not gonna be true. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, th there's a, a great uh, podcast. Um, it's actually a book, audio book, uh, six books that the guy did. His name is uh, Nathan Lowell, and it's something called the uh, Solar Clipper or something. You can find it on um, the Apple uh, infrastructure. Okay, okay. And he's uh, imagined a uh, universe where corporations own planets and they decide who gets to stay on a planet, who gets to leave. And his uh, thought process is that it's like a mercantilistic, you know, like a business thing. And that will keep things safe and easy because companies don't want to lose money. Now, uh, is there an invisible hand, though? No, not only will there be invisible hand, but also cruelty, because that's yeah. what, you know, the East India Company, that's what it did to India. It was actually a corporation that took over India and eventually it became the British crown. Yep. And they did the same silliness in uh, Africa. So um, I don't trust a corporation to run a planet. No way. That's there we go. We have more knowledge about that. I want this, hopefully all this knowledge. If, if future generations are listening to this podcast, learn, learn. Well, from we've done it. We've passed our knowledge and hopefully it'll, it'll stay immortalized in the internet somewhere. Yeah, indeed. Yes. But yeah. Um, 
I feel like that's a good that's a good part for that one. What, what do you have any closing statements? Also, I feel like I'm cutting you off. Sorry. Uh, well, I mean, like, I think even before colonizing, we should get to the point of how do we get there? Because mm-hmm. space travels right now is uh, not ready for commercial use by a yeah. long shot. I think and then, of course, it's uh, it's back to the conversation we had before. Um, how do we colonize it? We have to create, you know, a, 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 a suitable place to live in. The example so, of the United States. <laughs> they brought the guns. No, for- no, but but this is like, you know, making <laughs> up a whole like gravity, atmosphere, air, um, <laughs> air, water, food. There's it's more than just being there. It's yeah. making it suitable for life. You're right. And you're right. You're not wrong. But if it's just me, like so, this is like the what's the word ethical conversation of it which is as big or, or or not as big versus the survival part of even being able to get there well both being to be able to get there and also staying there true true yeah so, right physically we um you know until we get a uh, centrifugal type you know, until we get uh, artificial gravity, I guess that's the better way to put it. Our bones, we deteriorate immediately. As soon as we're in space, we're dying faster. Oh, yeah, we're physically locked, right? Because of gravity? Yeah. We're physically yeah. locked to a planet. I forgot. I, even then, in, in the series, right? The Great Expanse, they showed how a human, yes. for example, how it would look if it was one third, I think, the gravity or in a uh, space colony. Um. I think Mars is the one that had the uh, gravity issue, but the space colony was, I think, on like normal Earth. Oh, because it's, uh, you know, it was rotating, I guess. Yeah, I, not too. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, how they tortured him for eight hours, I think, or 10. That's and, what, Oh, I remember who you're talking about. Yes, yes. Yeah. That was like one of the snippets that I just couldn't resist and look up. The gentleman looked like he was like seven or eight feet tall, but he That's was right. super lanky and yeah this was a product of gravity. martian gravity yeah. yeah yeah and what do they do they just remove the water and let him feel earth's yes. gravity <laughs> he's like for eight hours straight he's just sweating bullets and like uh, it's hard for him to breathe and then i think he ends up killing himself i think oh, well <laughs> yeah like to prove a point yes. like uh like many people do nowadays to prove a point or japanese to prove a point they kill themselves mm-hmm. which i don't really like but still anyways okay yeah. closing thoughts that was my closing thought any anybody else want to give a closing thought uh, no that's it for me mm-hmm. okay so now number six full on <laughs> full on more marco's shower thoughts and this is an ironic a double a double entendre on my name on what uh, we came up with this segment through the podcast, uh, Raj, because like normally I come up about this, these ideas while I'm taking a shower and like, OK, Ooh. normally I'm listening to podcasts. And when I'm not listening to podcasts, my brain just runs with different ideas. I feel like yeah, pod- absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. podcasts keep me sane, question mark. Yeah, I think I think Marco just 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 accepted the fact that he brings in a huge speaker to the shower. 
and <laughs> that's why he, he likes <laughs> so we should question does he like to have a whisper in the shower how's that so, is someone I'll, watching you marcos <laughs> i'll bring it to the next level i listen to podcast yeah. button while i go to sleep oh yeah oh. yeah he even I, dreams about I put it i put it to run for 299 seconds minutes minutes okay. seconds minutes 299 minutes which is how many hours six hours now yeah or five hours i put it to run five, oh, five hours. hours yeah 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 give or take i put it to run five hours and i pass out wake up oh it's still running okay continue listening while i wake up and is it specific ones or like you f- keep finding new ones dungeons and dragons okay D, um uh, another channel called um rooster the rooster teeth you know um web series um mm-hmm. what else mainly dungeons and dragons because it, it has its own story and then it incorporates sure. a, a lot of dice and i like it that that's like a, that's, i fall asleep to that very cool but yeah so this is my shower thought this one this one is a summary of um what i thought about you know throughout the week and up until today even i i just give it a little you know grammatical corrections Marcos shower thought segments. Here we go. Understanding what I'm doing is a work in progress. Worrisome, at least exciting at mo- at most. I'm by no means the best out there, but I'm working on it. Okay. Remember, one must always be humble. I think. Thought one. <laughs> Understanding the spark that just inspires you to create. In many case, in many cases, shower thoughts by making my bed every day that's you know that's an inspirational youtube video that uh, um talks about a, a navy seal general admiral that um his personal that youtube video that i linked uh, but it's a uh, uh, a super cut of different segments of the speech but i've listened to the original 25 minute speech originally and the 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 out the one that keeps me going that i try to follow every day is to make my bed not by the best way as possible but still i'm trying uh is that at the beginning of the day i wake up turn on my lights and make my bed however the day goes by how whatever happens throughout the day good or bad uh awesome or suck or or it sucks i'll always come back to a made bed that i made so it's the little victories the things having something like a mantra to continue to continue the example of the navy seal he Mm -hmm. they were always forced to make their bed too close to perfection but of course for them it um their their teachers their mentors were mentally going to put them it's never going to be perfect they're always going to get punished for something that's the weeding process for them the way to weed, weed out the the week but what he learned was that However intense the day was, they're always going to come back to a, a, a bed that they made at the beginning of the day. So it's a psychological booster, something that's consistent for me and for them. Thoughts, thoughts? What do you guys think? Um, if this is like a reference to routine and, um, you know, personal Zen, no doubt about it. Um I have a friend who purposely does not make his bed every day because mm-hmm. that's what was ingrained in him when he was younger, that you don't start the day till the bed is made. Um, so he never makes it. Yeah, he purposely, I mean, he's a grown man now, <laughs> but he 
purposely does not um, make his bed for that reason. So I think, you know, if you can find your, uh, what do you call it? You know, your Zen, your place that gets you centered somehow, do it. What about you, Mr. J? Uh, I always say anime and manga for life. But but there you <laughs> we went camping once, I think, you and I. When? And I never saw Wait, you. Wait, when? Yeah, when? Uh, remember when your cousin's jacket got lost? Which cousin? Uh, Allison. No, I don't remember that one. Okay. But yeah, um, by Bear Mountain that we went fishing and I broke the fishing pole. Oh, yeah. Me being a klutz, but still, I didn't see you make your bed. Huh? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got never you. Make it. It's a wrap, yeah. I plead the fifth. You've been see, I put, I, I put in, in the AI to say, is it logically a good idea to make bed? And he said, no. Before so you even did machine <laughs> I caution That's very reasonable, yes. <laughs> very logical. The robot told us. Because the robot, the robot told us. <laughs> exactly. Instead of gangster rap, robot told me. <laughs> there you go. Yes. Okay. But yeah. Now, thought number two. What inspired me to do what I do? The goal is to understand big concepts and and uh, trends into a bite-sized piece. Maybe a meme or two. But since life keeps moving forward, the interpretation continues to change, as do the memes. At the end of the day, I try to make a meme to make light of it, but, you know, to to have fun and a good time at the end of the day. But the goalpost is always changing, so we can only meme about it at the end of the day. So and wait, you're playing soccer? A soccer, rugby, lacrosse. Football. Anything that, uh, water polo, anything that has an objective, life will always change it. You think you might make it, but there's always, I mean, personally for me, like, you know, like I, I said to Raj, like when he, when he told me to scale it, um, to what was my thought about his podcast, I put it on a scale of one to 10 and I've told it to you also my, my way of thinking, nothing is going to be a 10 in my life personally. That, except, that, for, except for Richard's Marcus sandwich. No, He's that's like, like a nine, 9.98 or 99. <laughs> Never a 10, unfortunately. The day, for you math boys, huh? the day I find a 10 is the day I die. The, the, I'm, I'm <laughs> keeping it now here. The day I find a 10 like, is the day I die. He's like, I, I can live rest in peace now. Oh, yeah. I even did that on um while I was growing up in middle school. Not in this mm-hmm. country. I practiced martial arts, specifically Taekwondo. Um, there's the, the belt, all the belts, the black belts. There's the sixth belt, I think. And the sixth belt is when you die, when you ascend, basically. So they're also going with that mentality that the highest level is number five. Once you reach number six, that means you've ascended even spiritually. That means you die. Mm. I feel like that's... And then um, my personal engineering thing, that's my own mix. To never be satisfied, but at the same time, have... Tepid expectations. <laughs> that's my that's my thought. What do you what do you guys? What do you guys yeah, the, well, um, for me, in terms of um, 
Inspiration is a, um, you know, I am also a immigrant into this country or of this country, I guess. Yeah. So we, we get put that in very early, you know, keep trying. It's not good enough, not from any, you know, parental or even external point of view. It's just that, you know, when we come here, we're culturally somewhat very different from, you know, where we came from. So for me, the inspiration is just it's the sooner you realize who you are and you're happy with that person. I think that is a good enough answer. Don't be mean. Don't be nasty and enjoy life. Yay. That's a good one. Don't be mean. Don't yeah. be nasty and enjoy your life. Yes. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. What about you, Mr. J? You're the youngest one. Any thoughts? Again, anime and manga for <laughs> no. I mean, anime that needs to be a t-shirt, right? Yeah, anime. I think that is because that's not my line. That's from a YouTuber. Uh, so it, it okay. might be already. But yeah, so I mean, anime and manga is literally interpretation of historical things. Oh, so, wait, hold yeah. up, hold up, hold up. Take it easy now. We got to whip you back into this. We can't say that, Marcos. You know exactly why. Why? Because if that was true, that would be a whole lot of problems. Copyrights? No. Oh. What do you think? I don't know. All right. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, uh, it's you do what you do. Do what you got and do what you, you know, do. As, as long as, long as, as my teacher goes, as long as you don't spill my coffee, we'll be good. Oh, <laughs> oh that's cool. That's, that's a cool. good one. That's a good one. <laughs> no, yeah. I still remember that too. <laughs> as long as you don't spill my coffee, that's, we good. That's, yeah. that's in a t shirt. Oh, okay. So, thought number three, M&M's, sandwiches, hungry. smartphones, anime, what do they all have in common? They are iterations, the latest that has come before them. Are there signs of them reaching their peak or, <clears throat> or plateauing? And then I went, I referenced the military experiment uh, in engineering. I'm, I'm always going to be looking for engineering stuff. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of biased there. With the Cheyenne. Oh. Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Uh, Cheyenne. Cheyenne. There we go. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, wait. Uh, Cheney, that's an actual thing? Cheyenne could be Cheney. Yeah. Uh, oh, I thought you were talking about the... a person. I was like, who's Cheyenne? Yeah. Age 56 Cheyenne. In the thick of yes. the 50s. Yeah, I think that's pronounced Cheyenne, right? Like, like Cheyenne, Cheyenne, Wyoming. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. There's only um, one thing to do yeah. in a time like this. Google. Same, yeah, Google? same thing with, with uh, Omamwe. Omamwe. <laughs> yeah. So see. that's alien, right? He came and visited us. It's a wrap. Uh, he, oh, yeah, uh, it is Cheyenne. Okay. The Cheyenne Mountains. Yes. Oh, that's true. Yes, of course. And that's where I think NORAD is now. Yes. Yes. So, so, so my answer to you, uh, yeah. Marcos, yes. with this it, thought number three in iterations, Skunk Works. Oh, oh, well, well, there okay. you go. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Jose? Any thought? Again, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> no, but like, um, I don't, I don't mean, I mean, I don't know about Eminem. I don't know if this realized Eminem's because they literally are the same thing. But as far as like sandwiches, smartphones, and anime, there's there's always like a, a little a little something that makes them different from the last. Wait, wait, wait! Milk so, chocolate, peanut butter, uh, mint. They're they're wrapped up the same, but they have different insides. 
Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. So you know, there there is like, I guess you could say iterate. When I think of iteration, I think of like almost the same. You can say, but these these are like a little a little bit different. Like every every anime that's based off of like for example, Journey to West is not going to be the same. They could be talking about Oolong, or or the monk himself. Uh, so so you know, if I feel like every every everything has a little bit different. They have something in common, yes, but you know, they're always something a little bit different with each other. And that's what makes just like them... just like how you and your brothers are not the same, even though you all start with the little M. Yeah, that's the running joke for us, uh, Raj. Raj, <laughs> mm-hmm. Marcos, Moses, and Misael were the M and M's. The trail run. We would cosplay like for Halloween. We would cosplay as M and M packages. Perfect. What's the M and M? Well, the, the the littlest M didn't come around when, until I was 15, 13. so he didn't mm. live through the M and M Halloween era. In the in the nineties. Yes. Oh no. Yeah, no, no. Literally, I was red M and M's. My middle brother, my middle or little brother back in the day, was the yellow M and M's. Yes. And that was the running joke for many years. The M and M's are here. Yeah, there you go. And then, <laughs> and then, if you want to be religious, okay. if you count the letters on each one of those, if you're into numerology, M A R C O S six. And then my brother M O I S E S six, and then my my youngest brother. Guess how many letters? I'm gonna guess six. Yes. There you go. In my house, the thirteenth uh, almost uh, everybody's born either on the twelfth or the thirteenth, and it's just weird. But that number is in our house everywhere. Yeah. It's just us trying to find patterns again, right? Yeah. It's- yeah. Our AI is was it? Keep it's up misinterpreting AI. the data. Yeah. yeah. Keep up AI. Yep. Yeah. Keep up AI. Yeah, I'm putting yes. all these facts. Why aren't you jumping yeah. into conclusions? That's he right. pops in, be like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, right. Yeah, like <laughs> I can hear you st- saying this. <laughs> it's your Google Assistant that you have in the corner, Marcos. Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, I do have one of those, or two. In my household. Yeah, you say hey. No. No. <laughs> I'm going to mute I'm going to mute that later in editing. That way it doesn't pop up. But yeah, those are my thoughts personally. So, any closing statements? Define thoughts. Well, they're, they're ramblings at, mo- at least. And um, conclusions that I feel are productive. Because um, M&M's... They were inspired and there were changes like the classic milk chocolate and then came out the peanut, the peanut M&Ms and mm-hmm. then different versions. And then there's a whole market for it that still runs until this day. Sandwiches. Sand- uh, what do you what, what do you think, Raj? Sandwich is an amalgamation of the entire world. If you could represent it as a sandwich. Absolutely. And then every culture has its own sandwich, doesn't it? There we go. Yeah. So- you cannot escape the sandwich. Hey, okay. like gravity. Yes, it's gonna follow us to the moon. Uh-huh. I think our boys, uh, when they were in space in the Apollo missions, I thought they were eating a little burrito. Well, oh, look at this! How about a burrito? I think yeah. that went to space before a sandwich did. Even better. Yeah, oh. they had things wrapped up. Yeah, it's a wrap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> ah, alliteration is awesome. But yeah, and then um, smartphones, the business with smartphone is, 
it's just not changing. It's never it's never going to change. No, it will probably, right? It'll be integrated yeah. into our bodies. I think um, the augmented reality stuff may be back to some type of a glass or something. Uh, maybe a contact lens with a uh, with something like maybe like something Bluetoothy we have to keep in our pocket and then we can interface oh, via contact or, lenses or Marcos uh, a neural link from SAL oh yeah that's or the matrix <laughs> or yes. the matrix yeah or it's except it's uh, it's a, except it's a MagSafe lock instead of a freaking needle oh no you know what I'm saying though remember the matrix how they would put an entire like like spear into the back of your head instead of putting that they put a MagSafe <laughs> <laughs> it's a MagSafe <laughs> like oh you can get up faster Hmm. yeah yeah that's i feel like that that's my closing statements for the show notes i think they're stable i like it yeah hey okay so thank you raj for coming and visiting us over here at life tech and sundry absolutely and i appreciate the both of you thank you very much i wish you guys continued success in whatever you do okay and um if you ever feel like chatting again or something feel free i really enjoyed this thank you thank you hey thank you all right. And good luck to both of you. Thank you. Oh, any, uh, anywhere that we can find you for our listeners over here at Life Tech and Sundry? If they want to see what I have right now, I'm at So Know This across all platforms. Okay. I'll put that. So Know This okay. on all the all, uh, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, YouTube, I have a little action going on there. And then um, uh, uh, obviously the Spotify. Yeah. Oh, and Spotify. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Okay. And okay. Hopefully, we can do this again in the future. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Yay. This is Marcos. Okay. Thank you both, man. Okay. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. 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 Yep. Have a good time. Hey there. This is Marcos Lopez. It's been 24 hours since I last uh, finished talking with uh, Josue and Raj on the podcast. But this is me trying to be as completionist as possible because I did have Taekwondo back in middle school. So I messed up and said that there are six degree levels for black belt or DANS, D-A-N-S. So technically, physically, you can reach nine levels. There is a 10th level, but that is only reached if you've made a significant change towards the Taekwondo art style or martial arts. Or, and generally, you can also reach it as an individual that has already a 9th degree or 9th ninth, ninth Dan. And it's given to you posthumously, meaning you have to die. Thus the joke that you have to ascend in order to get the 10th degree black belt done in Taekwondo. That is all. Marcos Lopez signing out. Thank you for tuning in to Life Tech and Sunday. Bye-bye now.